Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome to another episode of, do you know what's really funny, Nadine? Here's the funny thing. <laughs> All right, let me just tell you something. I always go to do another weirdly voiced intro when I've actually got a very professionally <laughs> done one anyway. I don't know why I incessantly do that. I have no idea. Anyway, dreamers, I have a very special guest today. Um, we are co co-travelers on a particular journey called being soul-centered CEOs. We're seeking to create even more wealth so that we can give away more wealth and add to the world in a lovely way. But I, I was like, this is a magical, this is a magical fairy dust light human that I would love to connect with more and introduce to you guys. So without further ado, is it Nadine or Nadine? Because the people pronounce this differently. Let's start with the, the correct enunciation of your name. They do. <laughs> so I pronounce it Nadine. I find in Europe it's more Nadine and in the U.S. it's more Nadine. Um, but I pronounce it Nadine. So thank you for asking. Oh, well, thank you for lining that up. I actually had never made that differentiation between the way it's said in different parts of the world. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So why don't you tell the, the good dreamers around the world who you are, what you do, and a fun fact. Okay. Well, first off, thank you for inviting me on. I'm very excited to be here. My name is Nadine, everybody, and I'm with Raising Rockstars Academy. I've created a community and curriculum for children that are talented. Um, and that talent is expansive. So I like to dive into that a little bit. But our goal is that it's a collaborative collective where they can vibe with each other and lean on each other for doing different projects. It works as a bit of an incubator and I foster self-mastery. I help them to create their vision and brand um, and kind of bring their dreams to life and really embody that artist that they want to be. A fun fact about me, um, I used to work for Tony Robbins, which kind of spiral-headed my my coaching career oh wow so you're actually what's the word i'm looking for sparking a light in the minds of the young man the young minds that will actually be shepherding the world in years to come absolutely absolutely and i'm so excited to do it um the impact that they're making already mm -hmm. is immense. And one of the things that I pride myself in our community on is celebrating differences in diversity. So we are, and that's, this is where I was saying expansive. When I think about talent, it's not just um, one, one kind of vertical of talent. It, it's very expansive. And if you have a child that's passionate, and, and so maybe that's the better word. 
passion, um, I find a way to help foster that into something that they can grow with. And I found doing this type of work, especially in a neurodiverse population, Mm -hmm. I neurodiverse home has been really, really brilliant and being able to celebrate those differences and help parents where they felt their child wasn't growing or they were doing something that um, they didn't find value, but helping them to see how their child sees this value and the value from a long-term perspective and how they can foster it and help them develop and grow that can, you know, lead into a career and it could lead into, you know, different opportunities for them. So I love that I get to help them from the get-go with envisioning what it is that they want to do, really cultivating that and embodying it and then finding and leveraging it so that when they are, I mean, I have kids that are working in the industry now where, you know, they're getting paid and things like that. But what I was finding was in the adult world, people are like, oh yeah, do this for exposure or promotion or whatever. Um, So if these kids are already learning negotiating skills and understand their value, they're just gonna, I mean, they're gonna kill it. And they're so talented and their drive is just so immense. It's so beautiful. Okay. 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 We need to wheel back a couple of steps here because I understand what the phrase neurodiverse means because I am neurodiverse. But for those in the audience that don't understand the terminology neurodiverse, what are we talking about here? So we're talking about people that have, um, that process the world differently. That's how I like to think about it. Um, whether they've been diagnosed with autism, Asperger's, ADHD, anxiety, um, any kind of neurological or mental health, um, what are looked at as challenges, which I look at as superpowers, um, we like to foster especially and cultivate that community because I feel like, unfortunately, that community is often looked at as how can we mold and fit them to fit into our world instead of teaching everyone else how to fit into theirs because they're the exceptional ones. Um, and I've learned so much. I have two boys with autism um, and I've learned so much from them. The conversations that I have with my eight-year-old are immense. And him and I are actually going to be launching a podcast together because I think highlighting and showcasing his voice is so important. And the way that he processes and thinks of the world is so beautiful and unique. And I feel that we could all learn so much um, from this community. I mean, I, I firmly attribute my ability to deconstruct complex ideas the way that I do to my Asperger's. Um, I completely get it that uh, the neurodiverse viewpoint. I mean, I, I'm actually planning on doing a documentary on this. Um, so maybe I'm going to catch up with you on this. I mean, it's probably going to be back end of this year into next now. But I definitely think we'd love to, to catch up with you on this because I think that there is, he says, egotistically, there is a special place in the world for new diversity and the, the contribution that it makes to how humanity is going to continue to move forward. Because I think that differing 
perspective on things, and I think it's a, a different way of being tapped into the truth of things, yeah. actually is going to be the thing that may even have us survive this crazy thing that we call humanity being in the world. So I'm really excited to, to dive a bit deeper into this and also to hear the podcast with you and your son. I think that's going to be absolutely dope alicious yes <laughs> i'm so excited we'd love to interview you um for it coming up yeah count me in i'm on it i'm all over it and actually what do you know there's a couple of i've actually been on a couple of podcasts around neurodiversity um i'd love to actually um when you're ready to sort of take that conversation on and start connecting more people i'd love to loop you into some of the networks i've i've made with that thank you i'd love that fabulous fabulous so let's wheel this back a little bit we've gone from kicking it with t-rob as i like to call him <laughs> he doesn't know that but maybe he will do one day <laughs> so kicking it, it with t-rob to uh, uh to out here now kicking butt and taking names with the new podcast and this amazing mission to to really i don't know it's, it's nurturing and fostering that was the terminology i was looking nurturing and fostering these young minds that are going to be sort of leading the world tomorrow how does that journey happen did you wake up one morning like oh i think i know what my purpose is this is what we're going to do or was there a bit more to the story please please do share yeah so no i think it's a culmination over the years and i'm neurodiverse myself i have adhd um my daughter also has adhd and so it's our house has always just worked a little bit differently than other people's. And a couple of years ago, the idea came up because my daughter is an actress and a singer and was booking shows at a really young age. I think she was like eight or nine and already getting contracts. And um, people were, they asked me, they were like, how is it that you're raising these rock stars? Cause my son, the one that I'll be doing the podcast with is also a drummer and so I just have really talented kids. And, um, and so that's where the idea came from was, what am I doing different that other parents can take away from this? What are my kids doing different that's allowing them to leverage these opportunities and, and, and be able to grow at such a young age? And so the idea of mixing you know, the coaching, because I've, I've worked in the coaching industry for quite some time. And I've used the technology, I like to say, mainly with entrepreneurs and artists and works on artist development. How can I get them from point A to point B? What is that missing link? And I love, I'm a data nerd. So um, I know you and I have talked about the ones and zeros, which is like how I like to think of everything. So I create, you know, some kind of a metric system to say, okay, let's look at this objectively and find out like where these missing links are and what we need to do to get you, you know, to this goal. And so I started looking at it like that for my kids and then teaching them self-mastery skills at a young age has been so instrumental in their development. I remember last year, my daughter was auditioning for America's Got Talent and she was interviewed by the news in Detroit. We went to Detroit for it. And one of the things the newscaster said after the interview was, I can't believe that she's this young. She's so well poised. You know, she was able to articulate and, and do all these things. And I think that that comes from, you know, just the way that she's brought up and showing them that their voice matters and having great conversations with them and giving them autonomy to make decisions. Um, being in middle school is a really hard age now. 
And so I think her identifying as with her vision and her brand helps to kind of navigate through some of those challenging times that a lot of kids have and know that the world is so much bigger than that classroom. Mm. This really was a beautifully organic journey for you with the, your home environment almost showing you where to go with all of this. Yeah, I, I, you know, I wanted to create something with my kids. When I was coaching, I was finding my kids have always been a part of my brand. Um, Mm -hmm. And working from home, they would always be popping up in videos. And it was just part of who I was. I wasn't gonna, you know, it wasn't my thing to come off super polished and, um, and, and keep them away because I wanted people to see that I'm very relatable and they can do the same thing or they can, you know, have results while still maintaining a family and doing things. Um, as that was growing and changing, I was feeling just called more like to the arts. And as, as I started managing Noah's career, which is my daughter and her career started taking off, I, I felt more called to, to do this. And I see such a gap for kids and I know that there's like coaching classes and singing classes um, and in specialty classes to foster specific talents but there weren't a lot of social emotional things to teach them life skills mm. that help them navigate and sustain something once they were to get it um, I interviewed with some casting directors like I did some research and I was finding you know kids were getting fired on set oh, wow. um, lots of different things and it it they don't know any better, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, kids in this industry and asking them to work, you know, 10 hour days and they're bored out of their mind. And so like, how do we help them to navigate through that? And so sustainability was something really important to me. Yes, you can land it, but can you sustain a career doing this if this is what you want to do? So hmm. teaching them all of those like developmental, personal development, professional development, um, spiritually aligning them with what it is that they want to do. It's just so important to me. And I felt that by doing this, I was teaching the children um, up front, but the parents were really taking a lot in as well. And so I felt that it was a healing process for everybody and a total family dynamic shift because I'm not talking directly to parents. I think as a parent, you don't like that, you know, something mm-hmm. about a better way to parent. <laughs> it's like, I met you five minutes ago. This is how you should be raising your kids. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. So, but, but seeing the work through the children and seeing how the children are shifting then allows them to be able to implement some of these things within their own life or to be able to nurture using, you know, these specific like strategies or whatever with their kids. Um, and then I start seeing the shift. And then the yelling is down and then their kids actually want to practice. It's no longer, I'm pushing them to do this because they're so good at it. And I don't understand, you know, so, so it it helps to build that relationship and boundaries as well. Um, That's absolutely wonderful. I love all of this. So what's, what's one thing that you'd really love to see as being the mark that you make in the sand, like, you know, 10 years from now so I'd really love to have 
a youth-led company is is one thing. Um, a hub, an incubator where they can all depend on each other and collectively collaborate on projects, bring them to life, build with each other, foster each other. Um, I love it to be very inclusive and center around neurodiversity because I think that the way that the world looks at it is really problematic. And um, I was having a conversation with somebody this morning about one of my sons and he said, oh, well, maybe he can outgrow it. Mm. What is there to outgrow? There's Mm. something wrong. You know, like he processes and looks at the world differently and beautifully. And I wouldn't, you know, I would never want to change that within him. And I think that when it comes to a neurodiverse population, they're always taught or we are always taught to change, to, to be able to fit in so that everybody else is comfortable. And I think my mission is having everyone else celebrate and understand the beauty that neurodiversity brings so that they can learn from it and they can change their behaviors so that there, there is not such a difference. It's just acceptance, you know? Mm. So it's almost like not just changing the narrative, but changing the thought processes that are leading to the narratives that we're having around neurodiversity. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that a lot, and I've learned through art, working with different adults and children, um, even with my own, I've seen so much growth because I feel art is such a creative space that's not judgment free and the rules aren't so black and white. And so I've seen so much growth and that's why I chose this specific area Mm. and the way that the different ways that our brain works, you know, Mm. um, like you were saying, you have very complex constructs that you can create. And so I see kids that do have that. And how do we foster that? Um, You know, my daughter's already getting ready to start her own business. She's 11. And so it, it's so I love funny. that your kids are like super savants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like ground zero for like the, the new millennium of, of, of humankind or something. No, but, but you know, it's them. They see it. They're surrounded by it. It's the conversations that we're having. Um, mm. And it, it's so, so amazing. It's not me pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually been kind of getting a little bit testy with me lately because she's like, I've been asking you to sit down and write this business plan with me, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm sorry. My time is a little bit limited right now. And I have some priorities I need to get done. And she's like, well, this is my priority. Like, there you go. Self-advocacy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Conviction, right? Amazing. I always try to, 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 to change the narrative around Oh, you're driving me crazy. So, wow, that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. What's um, what are some of the challenges that you've you've had to navigate when bringing this all together? Because again, this has been an organic journey, and it it feels like it kind of unveiled itself as you went through. And you've and correct me if I'm wrong. It's almost like you've been like, oh, I guess this is where the children are are taking me now. This is the next step. But when there's something that's been that organic, generally speaking, I, I, in my own personal experience, I found there's just been more stuff happening alongside that. Have you found that to be the case? 
yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely been obstacles um, because it's been more organic and um, constantly evolving and blooming. It's like trying to keep up with it, I feel. Mm-hmm. What was a challenge? Like, is this this? Is this that? What is this? And so this has been a couple years in the making um, to finally get to this point to see, okay, this is what it is. Mm. And doing a lot of research and travel and parent interviews and children interviews and casting director interviews and coaches and, and really gathering the information. Um, but also I, I think that right now there's, we're in a, we're in a point in the world of expansion and it got really, well, it's been, it's been a hot topic, you know, and Mm. there's changes that are coming from it, which, you know, should have already been here, but here we are changing very slowly. And even for, I believe it's the Oscars now in order to qualify, you have to have a person of color or um, somebody that has a disability Oh really? Yeah, or that's LGBTQ on your staff in order to qualify. That's not very hard to do. But hey, right, it's a step in that direction. And Mm -hmm. I think that ableism has been one of those things that has been overlooked for so long. And I mean, when it comes to race, diversity, any of those things, you see people getting hired to play somebody that they could have just hired that specific you know, race or mm-hmm. ability. So mm-hmm. even when we're seeing Asperger's, which it's been really great to be able to see it highlighted, you know, more often on the screen with different programming like Atypical and Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there's some, you know, a couple others that do that. But why not hire, you know, autistic actors? Why not hire somebody that has Asperger's? And why not be able to create a program that coaches casting, that coaches directors and producers to understand like the processing that that comes with that. They're not more difficult to work with. They just think differently. Mm-hmm. So really expanding that conversation so that it, it, it doesn't make it so, so challenging or so intimidating. And I think that's the thing. Um, people are really intimidated because of a lack of knowledge. Mm. So what are your thoughts on the idea that maybe it's not even about... I don't want to say forcing, but basically making a prerequisite that people have to do this and instead inspiring them to want to do it. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that showcasing more people of diversity will help push that agenda forward. Mm -hmm. And that, I don't even like the word agenda. Mm -hmm. We'll push that beauty forward. That, you know, like, oh, wow, I never knew that. Or mm-hmm. just expanding on, on the idea that it's, it's not hard or it's not scary because working with, you know, people like people like themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That's our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so when there's somebody that might think differently or process differently, there's that defense barrier that comes up and it's automatic. We're all human, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like having these discussions and opening up the foundation for this Mm-hmm. really is inviting and welcoming and um and would want and and I, I feel like it would help to celebrate those differences like wow let me reach out to this person because they think like this or maybe they can help me like unpack this in a different way because I have some discussions with my eight-year-old 
And he's just looking at me like, uh, yeah, it wasn't that hard. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sitting here stumped, like, how did you just solve this problem? You know, that I've been kind of rolling around in my head um, with a three minute conversation of just calling me out on some things, you know, it, it, I, I find it so fascinating. I'm just really inspired by what you're doing. You're actually like changing a global narrative here. You know, I'm working on it. And one of the the things that I really want to do with this program is I want it to be a global program. I'd like it to evolve into, you know, more trainings, more workshops. Uh, It's called Rockstar Academy. So I I was saying we could go on tour to Mm -hmm. countries and do Mm -hmm. that you know, a week in South Africa, we could do a week in the UK, we could do a week, you know, different countries and just have the space and create the, the incubation for all of this, you know, so that it, so that other parents can see it. In a lot of different countries, um, when we're talking about neurodiversity in particular, there's, there's a lot of stigma that comes around that and I, I would just really love to change the narrative because the pe- you know the the people that are deemed challenged just are processing differently and I've seen it in so many ways um, and if they just pay attention to the details of the beauty of the things that they might think that they're doing differently, they can find like, oh wow, this person is so amazing at that. This person actually has, you know, the potential to do these things and celebrate those things that that person likes instead of trying to shift them to fit into this mold that they're going to fail. I'd love to do more parent support and um, and just show kids all over, you know, when it comes to their vision, the branding, the talent, um, it's all possible and open them up to different markets and, and expand this community so that like, one of the people in my community actually lives in the UK. And so my son and this other child will go back and forth and they both have Asperger's. So it's hilarious, you know, seeing the conversations that they come up with and the brilliance that like the mom and I sometimes sit back and we're like, wow. (laughs) That's my baby. That's my baby. Yeah. No, it's it's beautiful that they were able to connect and and to talk about things like how often do we get to connect with people not only outside of our community but across the globe to learn Mm. and um and inspire each other i freaking love this i'm I'm definitely being inspired by this um what are some of the ways that people can become a part of this movement whether or not they've got you know, neurodiversity in their immediate family unit, what are some ways that they can actually contribute to this this new collective agreement that you're creating around how we view neurodiversity? Yeah, so, I mean, they can follow the podcast that'll be out this month for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put some links to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put some links to that. There's my page. They could join the newsletter, mm-hmm. um, you know, to stay in contact, to see what we're doing. I'm always looking for people that want to do workshops or mentees that want to come in and help um, with the children. If people are interested in bringing what we're doing to their area, I'd love to have a conversation around that, see how we can travel to them or see how we can support them um, to create programming that'll inspire and uplift. Amazing, 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 amazing. Um, and in terms of, I know, we, you know, this is for people that are supporting and want to support, but in terms of people that perhaps would like to work with you 
or, or, or bring their family unit into the work that you're doing and be supported, what's the best way for them to connect with you on that front? We'll be launching a membership in February. Oh, brilliant. Well, this will probably be coming out by the time people listen, it's probably going to be towards the end of February anyway. So we should be, there's a membership area that's available now for people to join into. Absolutely. Membership. Um, And the membership is, is because there's going to be um, parents and children, I wanted to make sure that it was a very safe space. So I'm not doing like a Facebook group or anything. Everything will be ran on my site. Um, so they'll have logins and we'll be able to know who's actually, you know, in the program and in the room that they're conversing with. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We'll pop some links for people to, to connect with that. Ah, well, Miss Rockstar Leader. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a nickname coming for you somewhere along the line and it's going to have something to do with rock and roll music I'm sure of it Uh (laughs) I'm excited for it (laughs) brilliant 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 well I for one have had um, an enlightened time here and I'm looking forward to to following this journey and supporting in any way that I can Um, thank you I think neurodiversity is beautiful um people so how do you deal with the challenges dude do you know how much benefit i get from this way are the challenges yeah there are a lot of challenges but generally speaking it's just curating an environment that's understanding and supporting and loving of those challenges um but my my upside definitely outweighs it definitely 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I see them as superpowers. I really do. Um, Mm. And I, you know, this community isn't solely for people that are neurodiverse. It's for everybody, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's very supportive of neurodiversity. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, want to, want to make sure everybody's welcome, Mm -hmm. um, but everybody is showcased and highlighted and treated with respect and integrity. And we, you know, we learn from each other. There's total no judgment zone. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, thank you again for your time today. This has been fabulous. Thank uh, you. Everyone, be sure to check out everything that's checkoutable in the show notes. Um, and just seeing, allowing this conversation to introduce a new viewpoint, not just on neurodiversity, but what our children can teach us what we can learn from those who do things differently let this inspire us to want to approach our lives in a new and expansive way looking for the superpowers that may be inherent in the challenges that we face every day until next time guys keep dreaming with your eyes open remember you can consciously choose a more abundant joyful purpose-driven life and uh till next time keep dreaming Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Beyond Success Podcast. We hope that it has been of service to you. For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangana, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one.